if we're recording, I'll cut it out. Anything? Or should we well, start? I just want, we, do you mind if during like the first half hour or so I finish watching today's movie Snow Beast? Cause I didn't oh my God, you didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I did. I, I was trying to fool you. And, and I think you did. <laughs> Tim, wow, Tim, I can't believe how quickly you just stood up and punched a hole in the wall. But even even as you said that, I thought, no, I get it. Because there are some weeks where I'm like, I don't know if I really watch this movie. You know, sometimes like your thoughts go in other directions. And Oof, this one, yeah, especially, especially this, one. this one. And I love this movie. Let me, let me oh, be well, honest. No, it was a good movie. Hmm. It was the best movie ever on City Bimco. Wait a second here. It's Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. This time, it's really personal. Don't ask. So it's Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we daydream about revenge sequels that were never made. And we always pick a wildcard question, which I have in a jar so people know. Not cheating. They... Jar of papers. Look at his big meaty fingers digging in that jar. Yeah. Number six. What was that a jar of, Tim? <laughs> it said ointment. It used to be peanut butter. Ew. Oh, okay. you put your toes in there? So, after we watch this movie, we're going to decide which character from this movie in a sequel is most likely to marry a millionaire. That's the yeah, one? Number six. Anything amazing happened to you, John? I, I sent you guys some news stories. I found way too many. We can't talk about them all. You did. You did. Well, Monday was my birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. I didn't well, know. Thank you. Yeah, you act shocked that, you know. But I anyway, yes, I do, I do. I do celebrate birthdays. You had no clue when my birthday was, Tim, I right? I didn't. You had them no, in you did. birthday I mean, parties I mean, in high you've, school, you've but only, I was never you, invited. You've only known me for 42 years. <laughs> Why would you know when my birthday was? My family has welcomed you into our home. Your family welcomed me into yours. Yes. You know, I don't expect you to know when my birthday is. It's not like I know when your birthday is, April 21st. But no, don't think twice about it, Tim, that you do not know when my birthday was. You know my but birthday. Because it used but to be, wanna, it used to be on my Wikipedia page, which you took down. That's how you know my birthday. No, <laughs> I, I have known your birthday since 1981. It has nothing wow. to do with the Wikipedia page. Yes. Why did you know it's that? Every, every every April every April 21st. Because you, I asked you when I first met you, what's your sign, and you told uh, me your sign. And I said, well, when's your birthday? I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not compatible with that sign. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so ever since then. So we had a really nice, my mom, I went out to my mom's Monday night and stayed through Tuesday. And um, we had an ice cream cake. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom gave me cash, which is always great. Wow. And my brother gave me this really nice wireless charger. And I can put my Apple watch on there and I can put my Apple earbuds on it and I can put my iPhone on it. Nice. The only thing is I do not own an Apple watch. I do not own Apple (laughs) (laughs) earbuds and I do not own an iPhone. But I didn't have the heart to tell him. Oh no. And he doesn't listen to the show. Well, no, probably not. (laughs) 
So I didn't have the heart to tell him, you know, because he was so private and he wrapped it up very nicely. I'm like, oh, very, oh, thank you so much. That was great. Wow. So then we had kind of nice weather this week again. Now, right now, it's like 20 and we've had snow and ice. But so I went back up to the cemetery because, you know, I'm trying to get that glitter off of my stepfather's headstone because oh, no. because Tommy Walsh well my mother's like asked me every day is it off yet and it's slowly but surely coming off and as I said before I'm sure like with rain and snow it will all eventually come off so anyway you know as I said that was done by the sister of two-time Tony award-winning choreographer Tommy Walsh yeah. Auburn yeah. native who is buried two graves down from my stepfather well, another famous Walsh from Auburn, no relation to Tommy Walsh, is Mr. John Walsh, America's Most Wanted. Really? And I didn't know his Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, John Walsh Boulevard is like right across the – like my street turns into John Walsh Boulevard. Now, there's nothing on John Walsh Boulevard except some sort of municipal barn where mm-hmm. I think they keep the salt for the plows. But anyway, so – if you're familiar with the story, how he, how his activism started was that he had a son, Adam, and they were living in Florida. Yeah. I know the whole story. And he was oh, abducted, okay. and he was abducted, yeah. and they, I don't think they ever found his head. Yeah, I remember. As a matter of fact, I mean, oh. I'm sure they didn't. They did not. They never found oh, the fuck. boy's head. They found the body. John, John, do you have the head? Oh, I do not have the head. I do not <laughs> okay. have the head. I'm sorry. So maybe this isn't That's such a great story. I, so, okay. So this is a crap story because I don't have the head and I've already disappointed New York Times bestselling author, George O'Connor. <laughs> He, Adam, the son, is also buried in the cemetery in Auburn where my stepfather is buried. And for years, it was just a simple, just a simple headstone. Well, in the last year, they've put, I mean, it's like this gargantuan monument and had uh, a cherub or an angel on it, like looking down. And so this week when I was going up to the cemetery, somebody knocked the head off the angel on the grave. No. In the grave of the boy Mm. who doesn't have a head. Mm. Now, I don't know. Were they really clever enough to be that malicious and that cold hearted or were they just destructive assholes and they yeah. just happened to knock the head I don't, off? I, I don't, don't know. I think everybody knows that story that that detailed. That's why I'm thinking. I'm wondering. I mean, they were destructive assholes, regardless of whether they did it knowingly or not. But everybody's like, "Oh, and I did that because the boy is in the grave and he doesn't yeah. have a head." And I'm like, mm, "I'm not so sure your typical Auburn vandal is quite that clever." There is the internet. I mean, the- I, I have some questions. Okay. All right. So, how big is the population of Auburn? I think right now it stands at about twenty six or twenty seven thousand. All right, so it's bigger than I thought because I'm like, that's a lot of famous Walshes for one pretty small town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's more famous people. Like the lady who that, created, uh, what was it, American Doll? Or am I kidding? Is she named Walsh too? No, her name's Pleasant Rolls. She went to school at Wells College in Aurora. That's how she. Oh, oh, that's her connection with. It. She was she was born and raised in Chicago, uh-huh. and she owned. I think the, my my. It's just weird. There's so many famous Walshes. I wonder if they're related. Well, I don't believe they are. I don't. I could be wrong, but I don't believe they are. Now you got to remember, um, I'm related to very few people with the last name Kelly, because yeah. my 
my father, he was the only boy in his family. And out of all his cousins, there was only one other male cousin. So I know of outside of my brothers, four people named Kelly that I'm actually oh. related to. Well, I guess like six. Because machine, gun, machine Gun Kelly? No, not Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. Well, six because R. my R. cousin Kelly. Brian or my father's cousin. R. Kelly. No, definitely not related to R. Kelly. <laughs> so anyway. And before you Can ask, we give no, a to any listeners? My Can we? My family Whoop. came... My family came to the States after slavery, so no, don't even go down that road. All right. No, I have no connection with R. Kelly. That's Can we offer a prize to any listeners that are successfully identify every Kelly you're related to? Uh, I think if you that can might find be. Well, actually, all male Kellys that John Kelly. Well, one of them passed away during pandemic, so actually it's getting smaller There's a smaller. clue. There's a clue. Three are on, three are on Staten Island. Oh, more clues. Um, yeah. So, so what well, we'll accept is I, any photo of any of these people. They should be caught unawares, ideally, yeah. and just a photo of them in their natural habitat. Now, for the guy who is deceased, any sizable portion of his anatomy. But you send those actually, four it was Kelly. A she. Actually, it's a she, but anyway. Oh, it's a she. Okay. Yeah. Well, another clue. You send those identities of the four Kellys that John's related to. Tim Hamilton, New Yorker cartoonist, mm-hmm. he'll draw you a picture. Jeez, you're always making these deals for me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start making deals for you. You, you couldn't treat. Um, you, I won't accept you, them. You, you couldn't turn them into like Greek gods or something. Yeah. Nah, I'm not gonna be doing that. I'm very busy. <laughs> uh, I see, and Tim is not. Okay, <laughs> I see that. I, I, Tim is just that talented. I'm being frustrated with my my children's book. We won't go into that. I see. I see the I see the hierarchy of this. Well, no, here's the the nature of being a New Yorker cartoonist. Tim has told me this. Tim has to draw eight thousand cartoons for everyone they accept. Yeah. So if you do the math for how often Tim appears there, Tim draws. I think it's like eleven billion cartoons a year. Eleven billion. Wow. I get (laughs) up. It's impressive. Eleven a.m. I stay in my pajamas until about two. Then I draw some cartoons after I rub my feet. I have someone rub my feet. He's drawing. Wait, who sends me all those texts at eight? What's that? That's weird. I get texts before you wake up. Are you sleep texting? Yes. This explains the quality of your texts. That's how I remain the villain of our friend's thread. <laughs> uh, that that bugged Tim. It made Tim sad. I'm honored. <laughs> Tim's brought it up multiple times. You want to know what happened to me I'm today? I'm the villain. John, John um, gave a shout out to the, you, the genealogy of the crowd. No. I'm going to give a shout out to the, the dog walking crowd. This, this is a Ooh. weird, exciting thing. I'm going to bring this podcast way back down to where it usually goes. Walking the dog. She pees where there's grass. Then we're walked. walking down an area where it's okay. all sidewalk. And I can tell she's like, I got to poop. And if you have a dog, you know, you'd rather they poop on the grass just in case it's messy. Because people here in Brooklyn are like, eh, you left a spot there because it's hard to pick up off the concrete. Do they really say that? Uh, once in a great while, if they see you. You, can, you you feel the huh. eyes on you. You pick up the poop, you, you run away if you, if you have to leave some stuff because it could be runny. But anyway, here's the thing that happened. She pooped. And if you can picture in your mind without ice cream in it, an ice cream cone covered in chocolate upside down on the sidewalk. She did that perfectly. Oh, no. I looked down like, what? What is that? What did you do? 
And I wanted to take a picture, but a I was pyramid. in front of a grade school. And I was like, yeah, this is weird. I'm not going to take a picture of my dog's poop <laughs> in front of a grade school. <laughs> That's how you get it on the list. And I picked it up and it left no mark. And uh, it's all great. I just never saw that before. An now, ice cream cone poop. It just it stood up and everything. Now, people may not know this, but you actually feed Soul nothing but ice cream cones. Is it possible, <laughs> possible. that she actually just swallowed one whole? It's possible. It's possible. Okay. I'm glad it went through like that without the pointy end out front. That was good. It would be more impressive, honestly, Tim, if it came out the opposite way. Yeah, but not, but like if it landed you know, on like, the so tip, like balance, yeah, more pain, that would but be, that would be painful. That's why I was like, glad. I mean, you'd, you'd have to, you'd have to take, you'd have to take a picture of that like yeah. in school or no school. <laughs> and then if she like, after pooping an upright cone, she pooped a little strawberry scoop of ice cream in it. You'd be dealing with some sort of magic yeah. dog. A little, a little cherry on like, top, maybe. Or... Yeah. Oh, man. Why not? Yeah. No yeah. Way. yeah screw sky, that goose that lays the golden eggs. You got the dog that shits ice cream. Sky's the limit. Sky's the George, limit. George has cats. I don't yeah. know if this has happened to George. Speaking of this, you just reminded me long ago. I was at a friend's party. I went to their bathroom to use the bathroom. They had a cat. And I walked uh, in, turned on the light, opened the door. The cat was in the litter box, and I surprised it. And it just did that thing where it dances all over, and it threw kitty litter and poop everywhere in the bathroom and ran away <laughs> just because I had turned on the light and walked in. And no, went wait, told, Tim, this, I have a This is question. like when I found the poop in the toilet at the other party. I was like, I shouldn't yeah. pick this up. I, I got to go tell you. I just got to leave now. <laughs> no tell anybody. Tim should just stop using bathrooms <laughs> in other people's homes. Just hold it. Yeah, let's get to All the right. movie. Do I now? How does this work? Do I intro? Because it was yeah, my it was movie. movie. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in the. I think the person who picked the movie should be in the driver's seat. That's just my thought. Mm-hmm. Until we okay. take over. Yeah. Until we. Yeah. Wrench it out of his um, hands and take over. Res, grab the wheel for me and just crash us into yes. a wall. So today on SETI Bimco Two: The Revenge, the movie we're going to be talking about is a movie from nineteen. I want to say seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Called one word. If you're gonna look this up, it's on Tubi. Snow Beast, and Snow Beast is it's it's great. It is it's basically Jaws on a mountain with skiing, and instead of a shark, there is a guy wearing a, a hairy sleeve with a claw on it that is, I guess, a Bigfoot. Lots of snow and um, lots of snow. Lots of skiing. Lots of skiing. The little lingering the, shots of people skiing. The skiing. The skiing montages. <laughs> I did have to fast forward through a few of them, just because they were so free. It's like, okay, I got it. You're, and I love to ski, and I'm like, no, okay, yeah. enough of the skiing already. Yeah. Snowmobiles too. If this, if you cut out all the scenes, lingering shots of people skiing and snowmobiling, this hour and a half movie, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I bet you'd be about an hour. Oh, it could hour. Be- this could be a half hour, hour yeah. episode yeah. or something. Yeah, because yeah. like Jaws, oh. you rarely saw the creature, yeah. but Spielberg was able to build the suspense better than this director could. Yeah, who I didn't, did anybody write down the name of this director? Because no. I know the um, I know the screenwriter is the one that wrote Hitchcock's Psycho. Yeah. Can you believe that? Um, he no. adapted it. Yeah, it was directed by Herb Wallerstein, which does sound familiar. And there's a there's a uh, con- oh he, he oh he directed things like I Dream of Genie, Mannix, The Adventures of Rin Tin Tin, Father Knows Best. 
Joseph, Joseph Wait, Stefan. John, are you saying this was adapted from a previous story? The Snow no, Beast? No, no, no. I'm saying that. Oh, oh, okay. I'm saying Joseph Stefano, who wrote the teleplay for this, was uh, a co-creator of The Outer Limits. Yeah. And he also wrote the screenplay mm-hmm. for Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 thriller Psycho. And in a connection to last wow. week, he wrote the episode yeah. of Star Trek The Next Generation in which they killed off Tasha Yar, played by Denise Crosby. Ooh. Ah. Interesting. Or not. Very interesting. Not, not, not as interesting second. as... Is Denise Crosby hmm. the daughter of Bing Crosby? George, where were you last week? <laughs> we didn't say that. You just kept mentioning Bing Crosby beat he was, his kids. She was the yeah. illegitimate I didn't know he beat granddaughter. Tasha Yar. Illegitimate she was the illegitimate oh, granddaughter of Bing Crosby. Wow. You totally yeah. missed that. That's interesting. You okay. just concentrate on the... Yeah. Well, okay, this movie... Unfortunately, no Bing Crosby, no Denise Crosby, no, no Crosby no we know of. No Crosby. It opens no up. Crosby stills in Nash. No <laughs> Jesus. No Crosby. No no Bill Crosby. <laughs> no Bill Crosby. Putting pops. He wasn't allowed to ski. So this movie, it opens up with skiing. I will actually, Tim. Speaking of Bill Crosby, <laughs> no. Is this the whitest film we've ever watched on yes, this show? No blind. I don't think there was a single person of color. Put them all on a field of snow. I think, I think we didn't get anything darker than pastels. No. Even the monster was I'm white. Blind. Yes. So it opens up. There's like these two people who are skiing. Um, I could. I honestly never could decide if the one is a child Ooh. or a yep. woman. Yeah, I think but she's a they woman. They split up. Okay, she has a very squeaky voice. There's skiing, lots of skiing footage. And we see a hand, a furry hand watching them with claws on it. And they're skiing and the one girl's like, we have to get out of here. It feels weird. And then they hear something and this person just straight up bolts on her friend. (laughs) Doesn't say a fucking word to her, skis off. And her friend is like, oh, and we get the POV and we get the haunting John Williams type score. Not at all. But it's like a drum, like boom, 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 boom. And we see somebody like like a cameraman point of view running towards them. And presumably this woman dies. Oh, yeah, she did. Yes. Then, and in defense of this character, if I may interrupt, in defense of this yeah. character, if I, I were this. in that situation, I too would have bolted. I mean, George, if you want to go check, <laughs> if you want to go check out the roaring sounds in the woods, go buy a Condios. That's that's <laughs> totally your prerogative. I am booking to the direction of the ski lodge. Nice but would snow. you say something? Yeah, she, she didn't say anything. She. That's the her friend turns. They both see it, and without even saying "run" or "ski" or "ah," nope. she just I'm zips totally, out, leaves her no, friend there. Totally with her. Totally with her. Totally with her. If you're right, we, if, if you're if you are too stupid to be bolting yourself, <laughs> you get everything you deserve. Is all I'm saying. Well, no, the, the, no. Well, the Osmonds uh, taught people to ski at this lodge. I don't know if you read that. So I think she was taught by the Osmonds to ski. And is this a real yeah, life? And she was like, okay. Uh, when in danger, leave uh, atheists behind. Never mind. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Let's keep making references have, to this, John. So he has to keep her that magic joke underwear in. on. They're Mormon, right? Are, the wait, Osmonds. I, I was just about to ask you are the Osmonds Mormon? So. Right, right. Okay. They let's, live in let's Utah. Say so. Yeah. No, they, they are. are. Oh, they I believe I believe the correct term is LDS. I think they like to be called LDS now. They don't like they, to be called 
Mormons. They didn't film their TV show there. They wouldn't go to Hollywood when they had a no, TV show. No, no, they actually filmed the, they filmed the four, first four seasons in L.A., and then the father decided they had to get out of L.A., and he built this. I saw I saw Behind the Music, Donnie and Marie, on VH1 okay. about 15 years ago. Oh and God. so he, in Provo, he built this big television studio, The Father, and the show like totally tanked canceled, and like yeah. it basically it basically back bankrupted the family. And Marie was very unhappy being back in Utah. She wanted to stay in LA. You gotta do what your father says. That's where the cocaine is. Exactly. All right. So back to Snow Beast. <laughs> After we see this cameraman attack the person, then we cut to Rill's ski lodge. They're having their winter carnival. We learn it is the 50th annual. And there's this woman who is Grandma Rill. Did anybody catch that actor? The, the yes, Grandma? Sylvia Sidney. She was the uh, caseworker in Beetlejuice. Yes, oh. I was. I'm like, I know this woman's voice, and yeah. I had to look it up, and I was so delighted. Yeah, yeah she's the one who's like, she had a, what's her name? Juno. That's I yeah. Knew she her had a big long career. She had the cigarette coming out of her larynx. Yeah, yeah. And her voice is kind of in between what would be a normal human's voice and the kind of emphysema nightmare she is by the time Beetlejuice yes, comes out. Right. Very raspy, but yeah. like old Hollywood energy, which is becoming my my favorite part about these Sadie Bimco movies. We catch these like Hollywood stars in the latter half of their careers, yeah. but doing TV movies, like, but yeah, like learn still bringing like that big forties well, energy. I thought she was Carol. It's the Learn Moys, like Learn a Moy <laughs> in, in the elevator. Learn a I'm petitioning for the podcast to be called Learn a Moy from now on. So the Learn a Moy ever show is this. Now, this was a real screen. I had to freeze this to double check this okay. thing. There's a montage where we see the real ski lodge, R-I-L-L, being set up for this 50 annual thing. It's a big mm-hmm. deal. She's definitely the mayor from Jaws. Like this is yes. like mm-hmm. – it's the tourism. It keeps the town yeah. alive. They're, un- they're unfurling a, a banner on the front of the uh, like the chalet and this is what it says. Whites, whites only. I. It says whites <laughs> – no. It's, it says the Lord is risen. No. Uh, 50th annual Rills Winter Carnival. A day and night weeks orgy ah, well. of fun and games. <laughs> what the orgy fuck does that fun. mean? It's nineteen seventy seven. It was the it was the disco era. They were on they were on Quaaludes. A day and weeks orgy of fun and games. They were on Quaaludes, or as they were called, disco biscuits. <laughs> disco biscuits. Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? Waterbeds. I wasn't actually sure at this point if this movie wasn't like dubbed from another language until that like. Because this is – I actually wrote down on the timestamp when this part is unfurled. For anyone who wants to watch, four minutes, 38 okay. seconds. Because all we hear is the weirdly dubbed voices of the skiers up until right. this point. Then this montage where the English and the signs is highly questionable. <laughs> the lead actor in this movie, top-billed actor, his name is Bo Svensson. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are we watching a Norwegian film? Turns no, out we're not. not. This was actually made in, in the USA. Just, a, I don't know. Orgy fun means waterbeds, fondue, disco biscuits. Well, there's that weird orgy scene later. Did you guys get that in your version? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that big, yeah, yeah boobs yes. everywhere. Yeah, it was something. It was really something. The ski yeah. poles looked painful. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird the way they were able to sit on them that way. <laughs> yeah. Take take forty six. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a new actor to play Yvette. This one, oh, that's gross. gross. Never mind. Anyway. Yeah. You fill in, you fill in the blank, listener. Um, His name is Garth Seberg. So, he pull, he shows up and he needs a skiing job. This is the only drama. Oh wait, no, what? Tim. Tim, it's not Garth. It's Gar. Gar. Gar? He's like a giant I'm fish. Gar. Gar. 
Gar Seber. Gar. Gar. I'd be a fish Gar. man. Gar. Gar. He tried his luck. He tried his luck as a pirate. He tried his luck as a pirate and it didn't work out. Gar. And then he became a skier. <laughs> yes. That's Bose Vincent's character, by the way, everybody. Yes. His um, drama. You may know this yeah. guy. He was new to me, but he's a titan. He's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like physically, physically. I, I like. Mentally. I mean, yeah, he's like. Sorry, he's like an early day. He's like an later. early day Dolph Lundgren. He is. Yeah. You're right, and he actually apparently I looked at his IMDb. He did play Frankenstein's monster, so he, he did, and he was in movie, and he was well, born in Sweden. Frankenstein. It was a TV. It was movie. a seventy story Frankenstein. Movie. Oh, I, oh yeah, remember that? That scared me. Tom Baker's uh, maybe in that. that's a future Baker, Doctor Who's in that. What? Uh oh! I know. Does he play the Bride of Frankenstein? <laughs> so he what? he All shows right, up. So he needs a he needs a job. Yeah. He can he can teach people to ski. He can wax skis. He can watch the Osmonds ski. Yes. He can teach small dogs to ski. His character, as we learn, it's actually kind of nice that they unveil it. He's like he's a man haunted by something. Yes, by skiing. And like he shows by up. He by skiing, as it turns <laughs> he's, out, he's haunted he shows by up at the skiing. lodge, and there's some. <laughs> he, Some kids he, are like, I saw you when you won the Olympics. Yeah, he won the gold medal in the 1968 Olympics and never got on a pair of skis again. Is well, basically, do you catch the line? that the, There's the great line. Like, they're like, this person's like puffing up his ego and he's like, it's nice to be feel wanted somewhere. I know. Mm-hmm. He says that to his like, wife, he, right? And his wife, because <laughs> his wife's <laughs> looking at him like, you're a pile of human shit. And his supposed friend hits on his wife the whole movie. We'll just like, yeah, that was weird. Well, apparently there had been a relationship there in the past. See, I thought there should have been more tension between the two of them, right? And then they would have been. They really deflated it. They did. Then they would have like he goes, oh, so you kissing my wife? (laughs) I know. Really? That's it. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, look, motherfucker, get your paws (laughs) off my wife if you know what's good for you. And then, like, what it would have been was, then, like, they would have been at odds with each other, and then would have been forced to confront this. I'm going to say Yeti. I saw they were calling it Sasquatch. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. They never no. They call it Bigfoot. She said they never said Sasquatch. I was just Ellen, the wife of Gar, is a. TV re- reporter, Gar. and she's like three times. She's like, "Yeah, Bigfoot. There's hundreds of them in the woods. Yeah. I did a story about it once." Yes, she's she, a she's she won't a shut up. About she's it. a no. She's not a reporter, as the sheriff calls her later. She's a lady reporter. A lady reporter. That's right. She's a lady <laughs> reporter. Actually, but I will say this movie, like, yes, lady reporter shit. She does get involved in the action. She asserts herself oh, yeah. nicely. Enjoy. I actually wrote props. This movie didn't set rel- – I mean well, the Bigfoot did kill exclusively women pretty much, which was mm-hmm. troubling. But uh, it, it does the, – the female lead really takes a part in the action. Yeah. Which was like Maybe the Yeti movie. was female, George. Why do you assume? Mm. Well, you know, I mean everybody knows that the famous Bigfoot from the past Patterson-Gimlin film was a female. So yeah. yeah, it's got big pendulous carpet-covered mm-hmm. boobs. Just like how apes would have. Yes. Interesting. All right. So, all right. So the story is, yeah. So, okay. There's the Rills. There's Grandma Rill, who is the mayor from Jaws. She wants to keep the place open. There's her grandson, who I guess is the equivalent of Richard Dreyfus, right. 
who he is he goes out he sees the monster but he doesn't want to create a, a fracas he's like there's definitely a big doesn't he there. want to but his grandmother is the bo- one who's like no 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 that's true but he bows to her She's pressure like, there's bo Svensson who is he's the person he's afraid to ski just like how brody sheriff brody's afraid to go yeah. in the water he's sheriff brody yeah. there's yvette who i guess is brody's wife um, Yvette, no, no, Yvette. Is that her name? The, no, the, the actress is Yvette Mimieux, but the Ellen is her name. Ellen is the character's name. Ah, yes. Okay. And then there's the sheriff who's definitely quick. Yes. And it's Jaws. It's just, she's, it's like a shitty she's Jaws. Like, we want everyone to stop focusing on the terrible possible woman who's missing, but we found her bloody jacket and look forward to the wholesome Roman Pulaski ski downhill teen ski challenge hosted and judged by Roman Pulaski. Roman Polanski. 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 Oh my God. John, you know, we're going to be listening to a story he wrote, like about all about Roman Polanski. It's 19. Right? This is definitely it's 1977. They wanted Roman Polanski to judge the downhill, wholesome Roman Polanski downhill teen challenge. Yes. Teen, teen girl challenge. Be- yes. Because if you ever read. I don't know if you know about uh, Roman Polanski. He wants no. He want, he was all gung ho on doing this movie called Downhill Racer, yeah, which did get made. I don't know if he directed it or not, but it's, then they talked him into uh, directing Rosemary's Baby. Oh, okay. sent him home with the IR Eleven book, and so he did Rosemary's Baby instead. Thought you're steering us towards an. Uh, the... <laughs> oh my God! Downhill Racer is a real movie. I, I thought, thought that you were a joke. No, too. no, it is a real. It is a, it is a real movie, okay. but I don't know who directed it. Uh, so. Robert Redford was in it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So they're not looking for this girl, the grandson. He <laughs> sees the Yeti. He comes back. He's like, I saw a Yeti. And mm-hmm. they, or, or, or Bigfoot, because they only say Bigfoot. And the grandma's like, everyone's just, everyone's very nonchalant about the fact that this mythical creature's out there maybe committing murders. They're like, right. well, you know, it's the 50th anniversary. Let's not mm-hmm. say anything yet. We don't want to create. We don't want to create a panic. It's Fourth of July weekend. All the business brings it to Amity Island. I mean, whoops. <laughs> whoops. And then, <laughs> and then like Osmonds so are like, coming. Don't tell the Osmonds. Yeah. The, the Osmonds are coming. We got the Osmonds coming with Roman Polanski <laughs> and whatever else. And and so there's like uh, she she basically they're like let's just say it's an avalanche or a yeah. bear. So the grandson is instructed the instru- whose name was like Logan. Did everybody catch that? His real name it, was Logan. Robert in Logan. Yeah. In the movie. Mentioning that for my conspiracy, I'm going to okay. bring up later. And um, yeah, Tim, comic book Jeez. stuff, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, just put up signs that say restricted area. But one of the rescue guys, a guy whose name is, I wrote it down because it was hilarious. It was Buster something. Uh-oh. He had the worst rela- He had the worst funeral. Buster <laughs> goes out and he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go look to see what happened to this girl. She yeah. needs help. And Buster wipes out so hard. Falls off a goddamn That's cliff right. and he's hanging there, and a big hairy arm mm-hmm. grabs him. He could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was just a victim, and uh, he just gets eaten, presumably. But then out, out at then the Fairchild Farm, there's a guy with his little kid. And the little kid runs. Yep. Did you catch their the name? Barn. Oh, gee, what's their name? Abbott and Cockrum. Cockrum. George, just gonna mm, make me more, cut this out. more for my conspiracy. The little kid. It's gonna, <laughs> gonna try to them. <laughs> He runs in the bar and he runs out looking all sick. And his dad's like, what? And uh, it, the water dropped, he says. The, the water dropped. And he says, she, it's, it's, what was her name? It's Patty. Uh, he goes, Zippy. I thought she smelled bad. 
on the outside. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, because Han Solo, Harrison Ford, cut open this woman who was living inside her. Anyway, little child finds the body. Yeah, and we learn later she has no face. Right. She has no face. Gruesome. Because he says, I can identify her with her face. He's like, well, she doesn't have a face. He said, how about dental records? And then he identifies her by the remains of her clothes. But I thought it was going to be a sexy thing. He's like, I recognize the birthmark on her inner thigh or something. I know. That little tattoo of little Cosby she has. (laughs) Fooled you. (laughs) I thought I was going to say something else. I sure did. Looking forward to Bill Cosby becoming the thing I have to cringe at. And the only thing Gar owns is sweatsuits. And he's supporting the Yurk Ring. They're all yellow and blue. Sweatsuits. Oh, actually, those are the Swedish national colors, too. That's what I was thinking. Um, Oh, Tim. (laughs) Nice try, Tim. Nice nice try, Tim. (laughs) But here's a good part to mention. There's a fun scene where he's... uh, So Gar... Our hero is hot tubbing with the grandson Logan, <laughs> and they're talking about they're talking about this Bigfoot, and and Gar, who as I mentioned is a really mm-hmm. big guy, Bo Svensson looks like he's I'd say at least six four six five. He's he's almost Sasquatchian in his yeah, appearance. He almost is. He's very <laughs> he's very against killing a Bigfoot. Hmm. When Gar, I mean when Logan, the grandson, suggests that this is actually the work of a Bigfoot. He's like, why do you say that? Just because it's big and tall? Just because it's big and has feet? You think it's a Bigfoot? Yeah. (laughs) Just my wife did a show. There's hundreds of them. They keep saying this. They live all over the place. And they're friendly. (laughs) And they they like puppies. He doesn't say that stuff. But like he – I really do think it's because – he himself relates to the plight of yeah. Sasquatch no, I, as a big, <clears throat> tall man who lumbers through right. the woods. No, or he might have Sasquatch DNA in him, in him because as we have established on the Study Bimpo program, there are a lot of Sasquatch in Sullivan County, Pennsylvania, where my great-grandmother was raised. And lo and behold, I took the 23andMe test, and I am 132nd <laughs> Sasquatch. Wow, that's almost as much as – well, and Tim Hamilton, of course, most people know this from listening to us. Two thirds yeah. Neanderthal. Yes. Yeah. He he's not even a Homo sapiens. He's some sort of monkey. The Homo what? <laughs> All right. Uh, what happens? Um, um, I was gonna. I was. Oh, oh. Um, during all this is happening, we should mention the female lead, uh, Ellen, is skiing around. She looks awesome in her little purple mm-hmm. suit. I love it. She's skiing around, spying and stuff, because she's, a, as we said, a newspaper lady. No, a reporter. Lady, lady reporter. reporter. She's a lady reporter. And she calls it the Bigfoot controversy. She's I did trying, want to get that in trying there. Trying to Every, get that. Tr- it's yes. the Bigfoot controversy in this uh, movie. Yes. Tim, I have heard she says so much stuff in support of these. This is a Bigfoot that I have heard you yourself say. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like I I felt like this was like this was Tim's like I I chose this movie but they, this is the movie that most accurately represents Tim's worldview because yes. it's him talking about these Bigfoots being real. She finds like footprints of the right. Bigfoot, which man, like I know this movie is made inexpensively, but like they not they're not even making no. good footprints. Like it looks like somebody just put their glove and smeared it. It doesn't look like a footprint. It looks like a mm-hmm. glove scoop. But she's yeah. found the footprints and then she ends up. I know she hides out in the same fucking cabin that they find the dead lady in, right? Yeah, he's the. Yeah, right. he, I don't know why. Yeah, he's storing I the bodies in the, the old 
something farm. Right. I forget. Fairchild Farm. Yes, the old Fairchild Farm. Yeah, exactly. Fairchild Farm. Someone yeah. walks in every weird, old... like they keep walking in. There's a new body. And they go. I thought she mm-hmm. smelled bad <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. outside. <laughs> there's, there's so few. It's so funny. Know, like to... there's not a lot of sets in this movie, and it's all filmed in like most of it's filmed in the wilderness. But you actually really start to recognize the yes. same few spots of wilderness over and over again. It's <laughs> I've never experienced like that in a movie. I'm like, oh, that's that same group of yep. trees that are right there. It's tree, weird. That same cliff. So she gets stuck there all night, Ellen. Yep. And while she, man, is this the it's, same time that the Bigfoot attacks the ski lodge, which is really just no, a high later, school after, after Gar shows up and they kind of decide they love each other again. No, didn't Gar get on his skis to go find her? Isn't this the this is the Gar he's like We have learned I Gar, must, like as John yeah. said, has not been on skis since he won the gold medal in sixty nine. Mm-hmm. And you expect there to be a big important story like maybe he was in the woods and somebody shot him thinking he's a big foot or something right I it's think just that because he he crested he couldn't go back to being a normal man he got a call from the president he, he ran down he ran down one of the osmonds while skiing after the olympics that's what happened he ran down uh, yeah bobo osmond the forgotten osmond there was there was <laughs> because he there, oh, like, no, seriously, there, there was a biography out a few years ago called, called bobo the forgotten osmond <laughs> And yes, he and it ends just on he page did, he did end, his life did end being run over by a slalom skier at the 1968 Olympics in Grenoble. Yeah, see, it is true. Know, it's, <laughs> it's rough. That's so, the big drama. He gets on his he gets, skis. He straps on the skis. He skis. Everything's better. The crippling depression mm-hmm. that has sidelined this man that literally his wife in conversation with her ex-lover says, I've lost all respect for him. <laughs> now it's everything's good again. Yeah. Because he skied. So remember that. If you – hey, look. Hey. We here at SETI Bimco, we care about people. If you're a person – Do we? You need help. <laughs> John, yes. Oh, oh yes, okay. we do. If we, you need help, are we, are we, if you're are, feeling are we, lost, are we sticking with this? Okay. I better write, yeah. I better write this down. Yeah, this is the new Bim, the new SETI Bimco, <laughs> the revenge. We care about you. We care about you. If you're feeling lost, if you need help, go ski. You'll be better. Yeah. Plus, you know, so both vents and skis, you'll fall in love with your wife again, yeah. or your husband, or your plus, I'm guessing, uh, you fight a big foot. Friend. I'm plus in 1977. I'm going to guess it was very hard to make ends meet on a lady reporter's salary. Yeah, mm. that's yep. why he had to take. But she did have. They had to, that's why she had. To, that's why he had to take the job at the ski lodge. Lady now, reporter. Now, did he was... bother telling them when he applied for the job at the ski lodge? I mean, okay, you're an Olympic gold medal skier, and you're applying for a yeah. job. At a ski lodge. Yeah. Would it have ever come up in conversation like, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, I haven't been on skis in nine years? Like, that would be, if I own that ski lodge, that would be an important piece of information I'd I like know. to know, is all I'm saying. I think maybe he wanted to be their fondue yeah. person. Their fondue person. He's like, I can't. Not that one that makes fondue a person who gets dipped yes. in cheese. He does and the hot whole chocolate. thing. He's like, yes, yes. Eat it He's off like, you me. can dip anything in fondue. I'm, you know, it is interesting too. They move, they never quite say where this is. They they, I think all they say is specifically it's not in the Pacific Northwest because at one point right. this line like thought thought Bigfoot's mm-hmm. under the Pacific Northwest. Um, his wife, the lady reporter, what the fuck was she gonna do if he's in this little yeah ski resort? Like she, she well, was she gonna travels. do like like she the hot travels news from and there. Does her she, lady she reporter? Lady reporter, she travels. Yes, she goes. Ladies, and, yeah. lady reporters during the seventies <laughs> yeah. traveled all the time. 
They do. You know, this dude's lady lucky. reporters. He got back in the skis. Lady, re- well, John, sorry, George. But, lady yeah. reporters. They went but and did little stories what? like the pet rock. It's the hot fad of 1975. <sighs> and they interview somebody and then they go home and do their nails. My experience with lady reporters in the 70s in relation to this program is they hop over the walls that say danger, yes. wild animals. Oh, that's right. And they get chased by bears. And luckily, Call Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man episode. Them. Yes, it's a good one, everybody. Spider-Man, great show. I hope we do another episode. So, so anyway, uh, can we can we get to the cut to the chase, or do you have a lot to say? They get well, they get Bigfoot does Bigfoot at one point attacks an entire oh, building. Oh, the high people. school. You see, it's yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah it's he's a drawn high to the high school band. Yes, this could have been yes. a high school episode. <laughs> high school. Yes. Did, yes. This has more in common with yeah. If it was the still old the old, more to do with high school than most Tim. Did movies. you hear what song yeah. they were um, practicing? I believe it was no, yeah. Turn the page by the by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. I don't know if this is a no, joke. That, that was a popular song. Come on, John, really? back me up. I depend on I, you. I, you know the, what the I, I, do, I do know it was. I do know it was a popular. I do know it was a popular. Tim, I can't lie for you. I do know it was a popular <laughs> song of the day. Whether or not it was Turn the Page, I mean, maybe it could have been. I don't. Know. Which song? Which Silver Bullet Band? Because the only. Thing, because the only song I remember, the only scene I really remember from that is that the crown that they're going to use, I guess, to crown the Snow Queen. <laughs> she's like, yes. get the crown. And somebody steps on it. And I'm like, and she's very upset over it. I'm like, it's like basically like paste and glitter. Like, couldn't you just go down to Party City USA and buy another one for like seven bucks? What's the <laughs> what's the big deal about the crown? I know there's a Sasquatch attacking them and the crown is very important. Yes, they get the crown. <laughs> During the Sasquatch attack, too, the old lady, uh, the one who is yeah. the caseworker from Beetlejuice, just fucking wipes out out of It'll nowhere. Like, basically keeps Bo out of action Jeez. because, like, the, the Sasquatch, literally, it's a high school that's – to say it was filled is an overstatement. There was, like, 60 people in this giant auditorium. Bigfoot decides just going to smash mm-hmm. the windows. And it's, like, it's hilarious because, again – the Bigfoot costume for this movie is literally a furry <laughs> yeah, arm. Yeah. And at this point, we see it, it's masked. That's it. Yeah. I mean, we never say, that's really kind of the only time you actually see the thing's face. Yeah. Which, like, begs the question, like, okay, I know that they were planning on showing the shark more in Jaws. I believe right. the shark's name was Bruce. It didn't, didn't work. But, yeah. it kept, but it kept breaking down, so... Spielberg had to build the tension without the shark and probably it wound up being a much better movie because of that. Now, what was the glitch that they couldn't show this Yeti is <laughs> did like, cause they actually, there is actually an actor credited for playing I know, I the snow that. beast. <laughs> so Michael that. J. London. Now was he like, like, did he just decide to start improvising or ad living and suddenly he started speaking and they're like, wait, no cut. The snow beast doesn't speak. He's like, Oh, I just thought I'd add a little something. And then, like, when they wouldn't let him speak, he'd, like, storm off to his trailer and refuse to go on the set. So I'm like, so did they have to, like, work around that? Is that why you didn't see the, I still call it a Yeti. Is that why you didn't see the Yeti? I think it's the Except same for, like, the same problem they had with the He-Man costume. He, he wouldn't wear anything over his butt. So it was like his butt was sticking out. The real butt, human butt, was sticking out of the Yeti costume. Uh, like, okay. okay. He's like, it's more like a monkey this way. And then the monster can't get in the school, so it goes and kills the uh, – it goes – kills the yeah, lady in her they car. They go out right. in their boat called a camper to kill 
Jaws, Yeti. That's basically <laughs> he what says happens. you're going to need a bigger <laughs> camper when he sees the footprints. And Yeti attacks them like Ewoks and throws logs down the the road on them. Yeah, where did those yeah, logs come know. from? Where did those twenty five <laughs> or so perfectly cut logs come from? Does this Yeti use they, like tools? They happen to be just they just happen to be stacked on top of a hill the, where the camper yeah. was parked on the bottom. It's just coincidence. I think they were. They were that was the Osmonds winter uh, firewood supply. Yeah, they were very upset. The Osmonds. Weird. That's why you don't see the Osmonds in this movie because they were so annoyed about losing their winter firewood. They're like, "That's it. We will no longer be associated with Snow Beast." And they, you know what? And they took three quarters of the Snow Beast costume with them. Yeah, and they took. That's that's why why they had had all these musical numbers choreographed. It was going to be a musical with the (laughs) Osmonds. Yes, (laughs) that's what's going to be in the high school auditorium. Right, that's where they're playing Bob Seger. Exactly, and you know, just wasn't. Oh, just wasn't. Can I mention a scene we forgot? Sure, if it's important. It is, because it's a real Jaws parallel. There's the bit towards the end. I'm like, oh, there's still 20 minutes this thing. How's this going to happen? And all of a sudden, the sheriff deputy runs in like, the sheriff right, right. killed it, yeah, shot yeah. it right in the eyes. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a bear. It's a bear. <laughs> it's a bear yeah. And they're like, we should, cut the, we should cut the bear open to see if there's people remains in it. He's like, oh. And it's just like, oh, my God, they're doing the exact scene yes, from yeah. Jaws. That's, yeah. of course, it's not the bear. So then the sheriff and they go out there and they get wiped out. The sheriff gets trapped in the RV when the yeah. logs hit it. And they just fucking leave him. They run away because the Yeti's running down the hill of them. They're like, fuck it. Leave him here. He gets eaten. Yeah. It's, well, duh. I guess. Again, <laughs> yeah. can't blame him. I'm telling you right now. And, you know, I, I love you guys to death. They had a gun. But I'm telling, I'm they tell, had I'm a telling gun. you right now. If the two of you are in a camper trapped under a pile <laughs> of logs John is running. and that Yeti is coming down the hill, I'm booking. I'm sorry. Nice knowing you guys. I'd be sure. But I'm John. And please hurry. Yeah, yeah, be right back with that. I'm snow blind. I'm, I'm very sweaty. <laughs> I'd like to see Jaws one more time. And so, gun, gun, I don't know. So they come back later. They run off to the cabin for the a little bit. The gun does not kill the Yeti. They keep guard. And yeah. a ski pole does kill the Yeti. So oh this God. Yeti, <laughs> ski pole's like kryptonite oh my God. for the Yeti. <laughs> All POV right to the end. Yeah, like you see – so it's just Bo with a handgun and he's facing the Eddie and the gun runs – the camera runs towards him. Bo fires a couple mm-hmm. times and then he stabs the camera with a ski pole and it falls off yes. a cliff. Mm-hmm. And we never and see the body. Breathing. Still, it's still breathing. <laughs> you don't it. see the body because there's only three quarters of a co- – one quarter of a costume and the movie abruptly ends yeah. and then started playing some movie called Avalanche. And then – yeah, because yeah, they were hoping for the sequel. Like, well, as long as you're all here, let's film a sequel. So there is a sequel somewhere. Wait, was it like Halloween 2 where it takes place a second after? Exactly. Like Loomis second looks after. out the window and sees. They look down like, yeah, there's a snow beast. They look back and say later, snow beast is gone. He's pure evil. There you go. All right. So what do we think of this? Do we like this movie? Did I do the best job ever of choosing a movie? Because I think I did. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean – if you know in 1977 I would have been 11 years old, I guess I wouldn't have thought I had wasted an evening if I had no if I had watched <laughs> this movie. Actually, my yeah, 11 year my 11 year old self enjoyed it very much, George. I will say that. This, yeah, I'm glad you put it that way because I this would have been a movie if I had been lucky enough to see this as a child. 
this would have been a movie that would have become elevated in my subconscious right. to being like a great formative experience. Right, like, right. If I had seen there was that fucking awesome Did Bigfoot you movie, it was like on Friday Night Market. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we would play the beast with a snowball pole and he falls off the cliff. It was awesome. We would play it on the playground. Was yeah, playing but, snow bees. <laughs> I like get my mom to make me just get my mom to make me just a, a, a fuzzy arm and and paw with some claws <laughs> on it. <laughs> I would have loved uh, it. I would have loved honey, it. Honey, don't you want the rest of the costume? It's all we need. Just the it's paw. all I need, mom. Maybe a face. It's all I need. All I need. I was less impressed with the movie because the characters are so cardboard, but. But it did prompt me to do a little ski research. So do you know what I found out was, I wonder if you know why cowboys could not ski down the double diamond slope. I found this out in my research, why cowboys can't ski down the diamond slope. If you want it to be a riddle, you want me to tell you? Yeah, please do. Don't leave me in suspense. Cowboys could not ski down the diamond slope because the ski lift would spook their horses. Jeez, uh, oh. oh. you're, uh, you're a tough crowd. Oh, am I, I can't decide if I'm having. <laughs> is this anxiety or a heart attack? Yeah, am I finally having weird? that? Am uh. I finally having that brain aneurysm? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I did a little more research about the Osmond family. They actually had. Uh, they oh, actually. Wait, how did we start talking about actually, the Osmonds? Honestly, George. is this in Utah? Yes, yes, because <laughs> know. this took place in Utah at the place where the Osmonds often ski. Okay. But they actually had, they actually oh, had yes, thirty okay. children, but twenty-one of them died learning mm-hmm. how to ski down the triple diamond mm-hmm. landmine slope. Landmines, because they, mm-hmm. they yeah. blew up. That's they what I, up. I guess. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them died because the cowboy's horse got spooked and right. just trampled yes. it. Right? Well. You know, there it you all go. started. They none of them, none of them were the same after Bobo died in Grenoble. No, Bobo got trampled. So they don't know where they killed. Was it suicide? They don't. They they still don't. The jury. It was the epilogue in Bobo, the Lost Osmond. Um, uh, maybe they're gonna. Maybe the author's gonna release a second volume to answer those questions. We'll it see. All depends on the sales. Yeah, we'll see. They're still paying off that that Tim, last any season. More, uh, skiing any facts? more no. fascinating trivial tidbits, Tim? Because we've talked for an hour. Come on, Tim, you need to get another one. Goddamn hour. Come on, I want one more, Tim. Make one no, up please, right now. George. Wild card. Well, writing a. I do what? You want one more? I don't know if I have a. I want one more ski, ski fact. fact. Oh, skiing is like riding a bike. Yeah. You can't do it in a swimming pool. There you go. But um. All right. Nice. Nice. Well done, Tim. That's, well done. That's it. That's the best so one now it's revenge time. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. I'll get you. I'll get you. Revenge. I'll get revenge. You. revenge. Revenge. One of us will die. One of us will die. I will die. not let Cindy take oh. my oh. place. I will have my revenge. So what was that question? Who in this Who in this movie, in the sequel, would most likely marry a millionaire? Is that right? Yep. Who wants, right. Who's yep. thought of one by now? George is already one. working on it. I heard it. Well, I mean, the obvious question to me, since I heard it, was the lady reporter. Lady reporter. Because there's like there, like John pointed out, like they really took any opportunity to like milk any drama mm-hmm. out of this like love triangle. Just like I mean, there is a scene like early on. We kind of slipped over it. They fucking 
the the guy, the grandson, is her ex lover. Right. They do kiss right in front right. of Bo, and he's like, "Hey, kissing my wife with the lips, huh? Oh, kids." <laughs> um, but she does say there's a part towards the end when they're in the cabin hiding out from the snow beast, where Logan is like, "Why didn't we ever work out?" I have an eight year question. <laughs> She's like, "Well, John had just won the Olympics, and it wasn't that I chose. I didn't choose you. It was just that mm-hmm. I chose him." She shows that she is somebody who pursues fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She pursues riches. Now she thought Gar was the like, you know, the horse to attach your cart to. But that guy, he's like a weird Bigfoot sympathizer. I don't think he's the and like he skied okay here, but you know, like a week later he's back to his same right. old shit. I think what's gonna happen we saw a Bigfoot fall off a cliff. You know what's gonna happen? That means there's a body visible yeah. in sight. I say a famous millionaire, maybe real life big footologist Tom Swift comes in, <laughs> takes that. He's like puts it on display. This is an alternate universe where Bigfoots are just yes. accepted. And she marries that guy. Really? And then the Bigfoot breaks <laughs> free, grabs the lady reporter and climbs to the top of the Empire State Building. Oh, and then these little tiny uh, drone airplanes shoot her down. Yeah. Because well, it is Lady Bigfoot, as we pointed out. So yeah, is, Lady is Gar left us hang out with, uh, what was his name? Rob, Logan, Logan, Tony, Tony, Gardist, uh, Gardist retires into the hot tub, right? Because there is a great scene where he's in a hot tub, and he just stays in there until he eventually breaks apart like bread and water. <laughs> That's yep. good. Extra bonus. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is very pasty. Okay, John, what's your theory, John? Who from this movie would marry a millionaire? Well, you know, the first, because like when you say marry a millionaire, you automatically assume in a, a very sexist way, I might say, yeah. that it's automatically going to be a woman that's going to marry a millionaire. I didn't say that. Why can't it be mm. a man? So I say Tony the grandson because, you know, they bring they bring grandma back there all beat up her arms in a sling after, you know, she unsuccessfully tries to save the crown. And he's like, so he's like, well, Jesus, she's like, she's like, Jesus, I'm not going to be stuck here. I'm not going to be stuck here all winter taking care of this old bitch while she heals. Wow. So one of uh, grandma's college friends shows up and she's a millionaire. And Tony's like, why not? So basically he marries her for her money. And, uh, you know, you're right. They do. He, they do get the Bigfoot out of the out of the ravine and uh, revive yeah. it for the sequel. OK. And nice. Yes. And then, um, you know, Ellen, the lady reporter, comes back and she's trying to work on her message or her marriage with Gar. And Tony's trying to keep the marriage together with this old woman that is his grandmother's friend, but okay. he doesn't want to give up the millions of dollars. And there the tension, this is like a, a there the tension arises. And then, and then uh, on top of all that drama, the, the lady Bigfoot comes back to life and starts wreaking havoc again. Oh, and, I, and basically, to, basically to save himself, Tony pushes his wife into <laughs> <laughs> much like what I would do pushes his wife into the path of the Bigfoot so he can book out of there and because he, he's already in the will and when they do the autopsy he says I thought she smelled bad on the outside on the outside <laughs> oh, Tim well Tony really makes that he well does. in this world because he's already got his he's got his old wife's money which he gets he's got his mom his grandma's money mm-hmm. he's a Dare I say he might be a billionaire? Dare I say maybe today he would be, yeah. 
Oh man, maybe he yeah. buys Twitter. Ooh. He um Yeah. Well I had a I guess I I'll I'll, I'll I will uh, agree with John. The the uh, we don't know if the grandmother straight or not straight, but we saw her fall when Sasquatch smashed the window in and she wanted to get the crown. It looked like both her hips shattered. Uh, it didn't look fake to me. Did you see her? It's an old lady. She just like fell on her knee, fell on her hip after her body shattered. <laughs> and they're yeah. bringing her away in an ambulance. Like, they're so. just like, Sylvia, you, Sylvia, you got to get this done in one take. She's like, why? They're like, don't ask a lot of questions. One take. Floor's one hard. take. That's it. So Suck it up. So she's she's all in the hospital and, and she sues the high school, gets a lot of money. And also... She puts on a show because mm-hmm. everybody comes to town because the town is now famous for this Yeti. And she puts on a play that's very popular. It's called Save the Crown. And every, you know, every, every episode they reenact the scene where Bigfoot is breaking the window and she falls. An actress does it, falls, pretends to shatter her hips and yells, the crown, save the crown. And it gets stepped on. Yes. I have a question, Tim. <laughs> yes. In this world, does she save the crown or does it no, get it trampled, trampled. It's before part of the her? Like Oh, that is tragic. I thought she'd rewrite history, yeah. so she successfully but saves this is, the crown. This play so becomes like, so amazing; it goes to Broadway, and she be, she becomes a millionaire. And uh, a woman comes to town. What, what are those housewives in New Jersey? The, the Kardashians. One the of the Kardashians. Of oh, one of them. I'll say. Uh, She's Bobo. a lesbian. Bobo, <laughs> the lost Kardashian. Lost <laughs> Kardashian. Marries the grandmother who's now a millionaire and steals all her money because she's stuck in bed with her shattered body, even though she's got all this money. Nice. She, she rips her off. That's what happens. That's a fun story. A great, great feel-good story. <laughs> and is that is that where the that's given the time frame? Because the Kardashians, I think, are literally billionaires. Uh, this is in the seventies. That's, that's the first nugget of their. Yeah, this is how they yeah. get their money. Yeah. Tim, you just cracked this case. You should be a but lady. She's heading reporter. to an airport <laughs> with the money, and you find out this the Yeti was still alive and it kills her. So, twist ending. But I'm going to get to the sequel ideas. Should I go first? I have a, Does anyone I do, have I, a, I have a feeling have one, George but... is like mine. Go ahead, George. You do it. I have a feeling. You, you stole my no, you idea. You go first. Nah. Okay. All right, here's mine. Okay. So, we kind of glossed over this in the story, but there was uh, a character. So, Kind of the central conceit, the reason why Mrs. Rill, a.k.a. Juno from Beetlejuice, the caseworker, is so steadfast on this happening is not just because it brings a lot of people to her town, this snow festival, but because she herself was the snow queen 50 years ago when she was only 16. Uh And so we meet at the beginning the new snow queen whose name is Heidi. Heidi is there for all the, you know, attendant festivities and when the scene happens where the Yeti tries to attack the high school, where Heidi is in attendance, mm-hmm. her mom is waiting out in the parking lot in a car that says the Snow Queen's carriage. And the actual Yeti, instead, because it can't get into the gym because you would have seen it. And then we would have had to like make more than just a sleeve right. and a mask. <laughs> it kills, it goes out to the car, smashes the car window, and presumably kills the mom because yeah. we see Heidi oh, run yeah. out. Now, the way my movie 
picture if you will strap on your your thinking cap strap on strap on my what <laughs> your thinking cap oh oh okay the movie opens up i'm sorry the movie yeah. opens well, up. Opens my up? mind was wandering my mind was wandering there for a while and then yeah. i just strap on. i was like i'm back what opens I'm up back. i'm taking you on a journey a journey that we'll all take together their minds everyone at home too you do it as well everybody's got their caps mm-hmm. on good movie opens up 20 years later it's the 70th anniversary of the snow queen Mrs. Rill has since passed on. She's passed on to her son, Logan Roy, whatever the hell his name was. He's now in head of the thing. He's married. He has kids and stuff. And they're just – it's the 70th anniversary and it's Heidi's daughter is the new Snow Queen. And then, wouldn't you know it, the Bigfoot murders start happening again. <gasps> And it's weird because in this universe, everybody kind of knew about Bigfoots yeah. after this because the one just died in front of people. They've, you know, they they put them in sitcoms. There was a TV show. It was like Alf, but it was like a Bigfoot. Right, so that's, all this that's stuff. my Bigfoot. It was one the, of them. I remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it was a good one. In remember? the sequel. And oh. like there was a wow. – well, these murders start happening again. And at first, nobody believes, and and the central character is Heidi's daughter. She's like, "You gotta believe me, my mom. She saw her mother get killed. It's after me. It's like Jaws: The Revenge, yes. right?" And we think that's where it's going, but in the final scene, we're down to the final girl, who is Heidi's granddaughter. Let's call her Hootie. Hootie. It's Hootie and her boyfriend, whose name let's call him Donnie, in honor to the oh. uh, the Osmonds, who Tim is bringing up all the time. <laughs> And they're just in this cabin, and we see a furry arm reach in, smashing the window, and so many people have been eaten and eviscerated, and the hand reaches through the window, opens the door of the cabin, and we see it's not a Bigfoot at all. It's the fucking mom. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a Friday 13. the 13th part one, motherfuckers. Oh. She's pretending. She talks in a weird Yeti voice, just like the way Mrs. Voorhees mm-hmm. talked like Jason. Oh. She's like, oh, I'm a big is Yeti. He, is, I'm going is to he kill a hockey you mask? like I killed my mama. Wait. Is he wearing <laughs> Wait, a hockey mask? <laughs> uh, yes. Why not? Yeah. Actually, Tim, he is because they're, they – as we know, the Yeti costume sucked. A hockey mask that has fangs drawn on it. It's like, I'm a big Yeti. I'm going to kill you. And then she stabs her mom oh to death God. with, uh, oh, let's see, a broken bowling pin. Not, not nice. And then. Not a yeah. statue of the Oscar? Yeah. Uh, no, because no. Donnie was there. He was there. Yeah. yeah. Donnie and Hootie. And, and Donnie she, and Hootie. You're not really following. And as her mom, wait, wait, wait. I have a good last line though. Oh, okay. Here we she go. Goes, as her as her mom is dying, she goes, I just wanted to break the circle of violence. And her daughter standing above her holding the broken be- mm-hmm. pin looks to the camera and says, Not Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to pick up a mic, I, I drop it, it boom, up. that's it. Wow, that's great. Mine's yeah. going to yeah. pale in comparison. Oh, boy, I feel like I just spent all my creative juices for the rest of my life. When they attack the high school, and this, this 20 up. years later, is, are the, is the band practicing a Dave Matthews uh, song? Or uh, uh, No, they're Hootie doing the Hootie and the Blowfish. Blow, Blow Hootie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, oh, no, actually, Tim, yeah. they're doing a Hootie and the Blowfish oh, okay. song. <laughs> the Christian Fishes. band. Yes, yes. Callbacks upon callbacks, making the show the impenetrable morass we all strive to do. No new listeners can ever get into City Bim Code because we keep referring to things in the past. John, you got to go because the time is going.
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I figure I can go next, and then when Tim gets rambling on, I'm going to go up and get something to drink, maybe use the bathroom. Oh, um, no, mine is not nearly. <laughs> mine is not nearly as involved. I feel kind of like this is really going to pale in comparison. But not Ellen, the, the the lady, yes, it is. It's always the lady time. reporter. The lady reporter. Um, after this Bigfoot spectacular. Uh, her boss as well. Now you got to go back and do some lady reporting things. So, <laughs> you know, she's covering like uh, bake sales and, and, right. and, and garden garden club shows and beauty pageants. Uh-huh. And Ooh. she goes to the Miss Utah pageant and Miss Utah <laughs> is on the ski slopes and it's a photo shoot and she's swishing down the She's swishing down the slope and she's wearing her crown and <laughs> she gets over towards the woods and all of a sudden you hear this raw and this big hairy <laughs> paw with claws comes out and grabs her and they can't find her. They can't find her and they finally find her like two days later and instead of her face missing, her crown is missing. Oh, they no. can't find the crown. <laughs> That's the real tragedy. So then fast forward, Ellen, as a lady reporter, has to go do some more lady reporting things. This time it's the Miss Hawaii pageant. And Miss Hawaii is on the beach and they're doing the photo shoot. And she goes and leaves for the day. And they hear this raw and this terrible scream. And they see the Yeti footprints on the beach in the sand. And they find her body, but they can't find her crown. So then the climax is they wind up in they wind up in Atlantic City for the Miss America pageant and <laughs> Miss America is trapped in her dressing room and this Yeti comes in and is like Raw and they're like, No, no, not Miss America, save the crown. And lo and behold, what has happened was was that grandma Carrie Carrie Brill from the original movie was so upset about losing her Snow Queen crown (laughs) that her revenge was that that female Yeti who went off the cliff and we think died, maybe didn't, had left a a litter of (laughs) baby Yetis in her den and Carrie raised them and trained them to go after beauty queens to steal their crown so she could add to her collection and that was her revenge wow Wow. she was a woman see i like that we we both have uh yeah it's both uh the madness of of women yes we're such a progressive (laughs) podcast that yeti could be a woman right yeti (laughs) could be a woman Or a lady reporter. Or a lady reporter. Or a lady lady ski lodge owner. It could be all sorts of people. I remember. Women could be murderers, too, is kind of the whole theme of Seti Bimbo. Lady murderers. (laughs) All right, Tim, did I steal your idea? No, I thought you were heading that way. My sequel centers around Ellen and Gar, even though I wrote Garth. Gar. He starts his job. He starts his job being a ski instructor because he can ski again. It's ni- not, but it's 1979 now, and everyone who he teaches, just they come here for years, they, and all they say is, show me the barn where the, the beast left the body. Show me the school where the Yeti attacked the kids. You know, show me the, the truck he wrecked. Show me the, the room that the Osmond brothers slept in. So they just bug him constantly, and uh, he can't take the pressure wanting to show where the bodies are found. And his wife, Ellen, is no help as she was 
away on doing lady news assignments and and doing more telling people she did a Bigfoot story about the Bigfoot controversy. Anyone who the hundreds of big hundreds feet. of big feet are all over the country. They're good, dude. Don't, they're not bad. Don't shoot them. So Garth tries to work in the bar and make fondue for people, but people keep playing the Osmond albums, and he wants to hear the new Pink Floyd album called The Wall. Oh, nice topical. Yep. And people that come to the bar want to know all about the Yeti and the Snow Beast. And he's like, I can't take it. Can't take it anymore. So uh, Garth Gar decides to travel with his wife and support her in doing Gar. her lady reporting. He like right. he supports her. He travels with her. He makes her dinner back at the hotel, makes fondue, takes her messages. But he hears all the other people laughing at his wife. She's like, there could be hundreds of Bigfoot. I did a story about the controversy, and they laugh at her because she believes in this stupid myth. And uh, they're reporting on Three Mile Island, and they hear <laughs> there was an actual Sasquatch attack at a local school where the band was practicing old-time rock and roll by Bob Seger. Oh, boy. And it killed several women in the woods and ate them and left part of their bodies behind with no faces. So long story short, it's Pennsylvania. Is it? Is it it's long Pencil- story short? <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Everybody gets their guns. They want to go kill the, uh, the Bigfoot in the woods that's eating people. Ellen, the lady reporter, she's going after them like, no, don't kill it. We just want to catch one. And, and she can't stop them. And the guns don't kill it, but they shoot a bunch of leftover pet rocks at it, and they kill the Sasquatch. And once they look at the lifeless body, they realize it's a guy in a suit. And they took, take the head off. Oh, no. It's Gar. He was so upset that it. people were laughing at his wife. He oh, wanted to pretend to be a Bigfoot. And, How you know, Scooby-Doo-esque. Prove, prove right. yes. How Scooby-Doo-esque. <laughs> he, Did Gar actually eat children? Yeah, he went, he went all the way. He, he, he committed. Wow, he, really, he, committed. He, was he was a method saying. actor. Yeah, he was a method actor. Lee Strasberg, like, yeah. Did, so, and, and, Gar shat in the woods, yes, too? did that, too. Yeah. And when they pulled his whole costume off, they'd seen seen how far his mental state had fallen because he was already wearing a vote for Reagan button. <laughs> so that's how I, you know, Tim, I appreciate the sprinklings of the <laughs> no. time period in there. Three Mile Island. We got the Reagan. Right. Yep. Nice. Right. The wall. Is he wearing an Ayatollah Asahola yeah, t-shirt, t-shirt in his other outfit? Yeah. Or the, yeah okay. and, and the, or the one with Mickey Mouse giving the finger hair on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Tim. It's called Snow Beast: The Revenge, stuff. or is it known in Canada? Another Snow Beast, eh? That's all I could think. Of. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Another Snow Beast, eh? Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Good stuff, Tim. All right, but all next right. week, next week I picked an amazing film. John and I watched one of this 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 man's films in the past called. Just for the hell of it. You remember oh, that, yeah. John? This is another I one of his. A classic. The movie's called She Doubles on Wheels. It's biker, Ooh. female biker gang in Florida. No actors. He just went and got a biker gang. So. <laughs> what year were, is this? There were no actors in his other movie either. I think this is 1968. It's on Tubi, oh. everybody, if you want to watch it. She Doubles. I have a question, Tim. Is Are we looking at like. Is this primo exploitation? Like, am I going to see topless she devils and wheels, or is this going to be more like? Probably. Uh, he didn't have topless in his other movie. Or it just might. It yeah. might just be. If it's not gratuitous sex, it's going to be gratuitous violence. It's going to yeah, be one. It's, it's going to be one. Or, it's going to be one or the other. She. I want gratuity. She on wheels. 
1968. All right. On Tubi. Yep. It's nice quality. Oh, the motorcycle gang is called the Maneaters, so maybe even some cannibalism. <laughs> yes. Well, in a sort. Of a sort. <laughs> Getting a little literal there. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, like us and follow us. Give us five stars here at SETI Bimco The Revenge. And email us at SETI Bimco with the E at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Mastodon, all the places. Definitely not Twitter, though, because fuck no, Twitter. Not Twitter. And there may be a guest next week. Just wanna... I thought we weren't doing guests anymore, Tim. It's for something special. Something special in the next episode of SETI Bimco. Let's see if this makes it on. All right. So we should just say goodbye. Did I say everything? She doubles on wheels, Tubi. I think so. And I could say goodbye. Yeah. Everybody. Bye. I love you. Bye, everyone. Uh, so long. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. All right. Yes. Lots of Ooh. editing for Tim Hamilton. Tell me. Tell me what to cut out. All that <laughs> Hitler talk. Tim, stop. I'm not saying it. You were so good this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who wants to go first? It's Sequel. Just, it's so, I, whenever you say the name even once, Tim, I get worried because I feel like you're like an alcoholic. It's like, one beer won't hurt me. Yeah. I'm no, talking Tim. about the Osmonds. 20th century's <laughs> second worst villain, the Osmonds, the Osmond family. Ooh, wow. Adolf the Lost Osmond, is that <laughs> what? Bobo. I don't know. Bobo. Adolf, Adolf Osmond.